Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. Yeah, welcome everybody. We'll have more uh, detail that we learned today on the mass shooting in Uvalde, Texas, and the 19 school children who died at the hands of evil. That'll be coming up later on this hour. Uh, we're going to start by talking about a big special documentary on Fox 11 tonight that has some John Cobelt on it, Lost Angeles City of Homeless. Starts at 6 o'clock tonight, so watch it, record it. And uh, I'm supposedly in it throughout, along with a lot of well, other Well, we people. heard the promo clip. You were in the promo That's clip. That's right. At least I got the, the you know, that t- those 10 seconds. Alex Michelson, the lead anchor at Fox 11 News, is with us to talk about it. Alex, how are you? There is a whole lot of John. I think you are the star of this. And, and like most things, and I'm not just saying this because I'm on your show, uh, you often make the most sense. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> just stating the common sense reality that so many people are thinking uh, throughout this issue, which, of course, is, is like the biggest issue in Southern California and has been for years. Yeah, I think it's the primary reason uh, people will vote for the candidate they vote for, uh, at least down here and in the L.A. area. 
It's the number oh, right. One. I mean, it's driving the it's driving the the um, L.A. mayor's race, um, no doubt. I mean, some ninety percent of people polled by the L.A. Times said that homelessness is issue number one. Every time there is a, a mayor's debate or discussion on that, it's the it's the big issue. It's it, it's clearly the thing that Caruso is banking on and running ads on over and over again, um, trying to clean up the streets. I think people are just fed up, and it's not even a partisan thing. Um, it, it has gotten so bad that it's crossed over and people that are, you know, liberal Democrats on the West side of LA who voted for Obama or maybe voted for Ban- Bernie Sanders are, are just saying enough of this. Uh, we can't have this uh, as it's encroaching into their daily lives and unable to, you know, take their kids on a walk to the park. Well, what, how, what did you and your uh, reporter staff, what did you discover researching this documentary? Cause this, this is 90 minutes. So there's a lot of material in it. Uh, what, what... I think what, you, what, what, yeah, what you get a sense of, I think, watching this documentary, um, which I, I know you know, John, is just how um, nuanced this problem is. Um, a huge part of it, which which you talk about so often here and so well here, is the issue of drugs and mental illness and our inability or unwillingness to take the steps to actually treat that in a humane way and get people off the streets. But there are also, you know, the elements of poverty and, and people that are ashamed of that. There are elements of the foster care system um, that really have led kids astray and they're, they're aged out into that. And that leads to homelessness. There are um, elements of race and, and other things, too, that, that contribute to it. It is a, a nuanced, complicated problem. Uh, I think there are a lot of people with good intentions trying to solve it. But what's clear is the more we do this, the, the less... Um, successful we've been. I mean, the amount of money that we've spent um, in in the last 10 years spending double or more on homelessness and having having twice as many homeless people on the streets is absurd. And just like what's happening with uh, some of these mass shootings, I think we're at a point where everybody needs to take a second and think about how did we get here? And more importantly, what can we do to try to fix this? Because the, the status quo is unacceptable. The first step is to admit that what we're doing is not working, period. And right. and that something else has to be done here. And maybe it's stuff that you disagree with. You know, a, a single person might say, wow, I don't like that idea, but uh, we've got to do something else. I mean, we, we this is really spiraling downward. Um, how much did you talk to people in power or people who work for these agencies or loss or whatever? Is there the same sense of frustration on the inside or is are they more complacent? And is that one of the reasons nothing gets done? Well, I think one of the big reasons that nothing gets done is that everybody blames somebody else. Right. The city blames the county. The county blames the state. The state blames the federal government. And it's around and round and round and round. And nobody is in charge to just say, this is on me. <laughs> like, I've got control of this. Um, and, and, you know, some of that blame, if you talk to people privately from the city, um, goes to, to Mayor Garcetti kind of being absent. I mean, he, he said to me in an interview that, you know, he doesn't he doesn't basically accept any blame on, on the issue of homelessness, that it's bigger than the mayor. And no doubt it's bigger than the mayor. Um, and it's not just a one person issue. But the mayor is not a casual observer. <laughs> it's not like he's just watching this from afar. Um, and there really has not been one person, uh, one leader 
who has taken charge and said, I got this. Let's go. We're going to take this thing on. And and it's and, and I, I spoke last week with with a few different city officials just privately at an event that I was at. And they said the biggest issue in, in L.A. city government is lack of courage, uh, that people aren't willing to stand up to the social media mob. They aren't willing to take on, you know, the Twitter trolls. They're so focused on being liked and doing stuff that they think really? will advance their careers that they're not taking care of the real things. Yeah. The I mean, crazy you, people course, on social no media. About that. The crazy people on social media intimidate them to this extent. Well, I, you, based off of their actions. Right. Yeah, because that that was going to be my next question is like, what's keeping them from exhibiting the courage? What's keeping them from taking action? I understand they're all pointing fingers at each other, but I don't see anybody moving forward and saying, oh, this is my part I'm going to do. Maybe he's not going to do anything, but I will do this. This is the extent of my powers. And and it's just the, the, the fear of all the public criticism for no matter what you do. And fear of, you know, the, the I mean, there, there is criticism no matter what you do, because every time that they try to even clear out these homeless encampments, you have activists that come out there that protest it, that show up at public officials' homes, that get on Twitter and, and post about them and all the rest of it. Um, there is a, a group of people that are that are very vocal, very, very small minority, very small minority, but they're very loud and they get in people's faces and clearly – They've intimidated some people. And then there's also the argument, of course, of the sort of the homeless industrial complex, right, that certain uh, businesses and contractors and everybody else are get, making a lot of money off of this system now. So why would they want to change it? And some of those people may be, you know, donating and financing uh, some of our officials. All right, Alex. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, watching it tonight because I haven't seen it yet. And it's 6 o'clock. Uh, to- you- yes. You were, one, you were one of the best parts of it, honestly, and thank you so much for the time on this show, and thank you for being a part of it and, and for raising this issue on this show for years. Oh, well, thank thank you for having me on, on the documentary. It's Fox 11. It's called Lost Angeles, Lost Angeles, City of Homeless, and it's on at 6 o'clock tonight, 6 to 7.30. So watch it, record it, and uh, uh, I'll watch it tonight, and uh, uh, we'll talk with you soon. Thanks for coming on. Thank you guys so much. All right, that's Alex Michelson, the lead anchor at Fox 11. And uh, let's see how it uh, turns out tonight. John and Ken, KFI. Well, we got a clearer picture of what happened yesterday in the place called Uvalde, Texas, west of San Antonio with this mass shooting at this school. We'll run it down after the news at uh, 4.30. There's a few things that kind of didn't make sense to us yesterday concerning how this guy got to the school because he crashed his pickup truck. And what was that about? We know a lot more and we'll bring it to you. And unlike the Buffalo shooting, the mother's talking, the grandparents are talking, they're all talking about the killer. <laughs> and, and nobody's taking any responsibility. I notice it's about 50-50. It seems the mass shootings, the ones who give up versus the ones who decide to die in a shootout, it seems to be running because the Buffalo shooter gave up. Mm-hmm. Right. The Michigan shooter gave up. But this one, Salvador Ramos, went down in a hail of bullets. So I don't know if there's anything to that. There's something else, though, I think we learned because of the whole social media thing, and we'll get into it after 4.30. Here's your yoga pants update. Garcetti wants to be ambassador to India. The Los Angeles mayor thinks, well, for now, 
That's my next best landing spot since I can't be mayor of L.A. and there's really nothing open in politics here right now. So I'll try to cling on to the Biden administration for as long as that lasts. But of course, it's ran into a snag. He has to be confirmed by the United States Senate. There are 50 Democrats, but a few of them are hesitant because of concerns that Garcetti's a liar, which, which he is. Yes. Uh, he did not admit that he either saw or knew about sex harassment that was being doled out by his top aide, Rick Jacobs. So he has this big advocate in Washington, D.C. Not really sure why. It's a Connecticut senator named Christopher Murphy. And he's apparently been walking the halls trying to get Garcetti's nomination through. I don't know anything about their relationship, but his name keeps popping up. He's the big advocate for Garcetti in D.C. trying to These shepherd the nomination. My favorite things. Yes, he's trying to shepherd the nomination through. Mm. So he came out yesterday and said, we got about a week left and that's it. He wants the White House to either figure this out, to get enough votes or give up and move on. Murphy's quote is, I think we should spend another week working on this. And then the White House has to make a call. What does working on this mean? I mean, is this is, is he just if he gets all 50 Democrats plus Kamala Harris, it will pass. Right. But what is it that anyone's going to say that hasn't already been said? Make I mean, deals the, then. Uh, the, promise them some money in a bill. If that's that important that you get Garcetti, that's how it works. Oh, time to bribe. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess that's... You work with us, we'll work with you. I I'm, mean, if if, they, if he's that important, I don't think he is, but... Uh, I don't I, I don't think but so But I think either. that's the implication here. you got to start wheeling what, and dealing with these hesitant well, Democrats. What I, what I read is that the White House has not contacted anybody in any serious way for uh, a number of weeks. Because Meaning, what, some of the senators? The, yeah, the other senators. There, there hasn't been... That's There's reason. only three or four that have been vocally saying, I don't know, I yeah, don't but think there, so. There, I, there could be others that are just... There could be others that aren't going public, there's, right? There's always a group that wants someone else to take the flack and provide the cover. And I, I, don't, I don't... I mean, this story is so gross. I, I, who know, there, there can't be that many senators really comfortable in endorsing it. And we're getting deep into the election season now. Yeah. And and this this is just a bad look. I mean, all the because all these people are are you know me too acolytes. They they've they've all been pounding this drum for quite a while. And but they probably think, and there might be some truth to this. A lot of people aren't following this story. So if they vote for the nomination, who's gonna? Right, but Will some of the me too groups point yeah. this out, or they, I don't well, know. I don't know. They they because again, it's a fellow Democrat for them. Yeah, they, I mean, they tend to give them a pass. The thing is, it's they've turned it into a big story. If they had quickly approved him as ambassador, maybe it would have gone away by now. But it's it they're the ones who made it the story. They're refusing well, to pull the trigger. And you know what makes me wonder? What else is out there that they've heard about through gossip circles, uh, but it just hasn't made the regular news media? Often there's another story there. It's 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 like the Trevor Bauer story, you know, they've suspended him for two plus years and you could say why he's not been in, uh, charged with anything for having the rough sex with the woman and I think well, maybe there's a lot of other women out there who've contacted Major League Baseball and they don't want to let him play and then have the whole world come crashing down because there's one horrible story after the next and maybe there's other stuff about Garcetti. I mean, this can't be the only, like, sleazy weirdo thing that he's done or Rick Jacobs has done. I mean, these are guys in their 50s, and what are they doing? 
Jacobs is, is, is forcing his mouth on everybody in sight, and Garcetti is giggling like a schoolgirl, and 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 then lying about it. But what else is going on? You did you started behaving like this at the you know at the age of fifty? I I don't know. Murphy seems to feel sorry for Garcetti. The rest of the quote is. Well, we've been at this for a while. Ultimately, we can't be in limbo forever. He doesn't deserve to be in this kind of limbo. But let's see if we can make some progress in the next couple of weeks. All right, so they're buddies. However they became buddies, they're buddies. And he's trying to do something for his friend. But he's not getting cooperation. Nobody is calling Murphy up and saying, hey, I'm in. I'm in. Doesn't sound like it. No. We we know all the names of the public uh, senators, uh, the, the senators who are publicly resisting. We know their names. They're not changing their story. They're still, they're hoping it goes away. This is not something they want to deal with. And I think there's a whole game you play in Washington where you say you're reluctant, but you're open. And, you know, I'm waiting for somebody to make the case. And then nobody makes the case. And finally somebody says, wow, this has dragged on a long time. You know, it's yeah, just. I, to me, I I'm wonder I'm wondering why the Biden administration just hasn't moved on. Just pick somebody else. It's not that big a deal. I don't know. Then maybe they're just reluctantly loyal to people I have not. But by the way, if his nomination does get deep sixed, it's all because of Naomi Seligman, the former press officer for Garcetti that really made the case to Washington with this whistleblower organization mm. that gave all this information to these Republican senators who put a hold on the nomination and got these few Democrat senators to go, eh, maybe we're rushing into how, this. So, how can you take on a woman who was was she she was uh, assaulted in some way by Jacobs, a forcibly kissed, forcibly kissed, yeah. So she was a victim of Jacobs. She was the communications director for Garcetti. She's a woman who's been heavily involved in this kind of politics for a long time. How do you tell her that she's full of it, or we don't care what you say? Garcetti's getting in anyway. It's very difficult for them to do it. Right. They're supposed to be responding to a woman exactly like her. That's the kind of woman that they have to respect and respond to when she says, hey, I'm telling you the truth. This is what goes on. I was there. I'm a communications director. That's the inner circle. So she's got a tremendous amount of credibility. This is not an anonymous affidavit that's at the bottom of the report. I mean, she, she was a big deal. And, yeah. and, and notice nobody says Naomi Seligman is lying. All Garcetti says, well, I'm telling the truth. But I, I haven't heard him say, oh, Naomi Seligman is a liar and I'm suing her for defamation. Not doing that. All right. When we come back, we'll fill you in on a lot we learned today about the mass shooting in Uvalde, Texas at the school. Johnny Ken Show, KFI. Hey, a quick reminder that tomorrow we'll be back with the Moist line. I'm sorry, day after tomorrow. It's Wednesday. Uh, you want to leave a message? you still got plenty of time to do that. You can use the iHeartRadio app. The microphone is the little icon you use to leave a message. Or you can call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. Well, how do you see the water crisis in California? Are you a water abundance person? Are you a water scarcity person? <clears throat> we'll talk about these two things. Edward Ring, a policy researcher, has written uh, numerous articles on this at CaliforniaGlobe.com, will be our guest at 5.05. He's with the water abundance crowd. In fact, they want to get a ballot measure out there for desalination and reservoir construction, all that good stuff. 
and he'll tell you some stuff about the water scarcity people that you may not know. So he'll be here yeah, in about is, 30 minutes. This is like all this stuff. There's a, a group of uh, hecklers, really. And uh, they're like religious cultists, and they have this uh, belief system. And it, the belief system always skews in favor of us not living here and living our modern life. It is and, a war on your lifestyle, and, yes. and, and it's that's a big part of it. That's more what it is. It's not so much we're, we're, we're harming the planet or we're using up the water or using up the oil. It's about they don't like the way we live. And he's right. There is a tremendous amount of water available if we were intelligent. Isn't the proof of that, that the people like you and I, suburban users, are 6% of the water usage? Why <laughs> right. are they hammering home against those people? Stop watering your grass. Stop washing your what? car. Stop this. Stop that. 6%. You're playing at the margins. It's silly. We, we're, we're, but it is about your lifestyle. They want to hammer it out. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This, this is a religious cult judging us that we're living in an unholy life. That uh, that the uh, the gods of Mother Earth do not approve of. Uh, it, it's it's very weird, but it's very reminiscent of old time religions. And we'll we'll talk about it with uh, Ed Ring coming up uh, at five o'clock. Well, we learned today in a couple of news conferences uh, new details about the mass shooting at the school in Uvalde, Texas, Rob Elementary School, with nineteen children and two teachers killed by Salvador Ramos, 18. Uh, he made a plan to do this. In fact, when he turned 18 not too long ago, he bought himself some guns and a real big pile of ammunition. So yesterday morning, he shot his grandmother in the face, and then he took off in his black Ford F-150 to the school. He was in such a hurry that he crashed into a ditch behind the elementary school. Uh, eventually, the cops arrived he exchanged gunfire but he managed to get inside the school barricaded himself into a classroom and that's where he killed all 19 students inside that classroom it was tough to get at him but eventually uh, help came uh, obviously from local police but a customs and border patrol tactical unit also responded they were able to breach the classroom and they shot ramos dead in fact, the one agent that did this may have suffered a leg injury, and there's another agent, it might be the same one, got like a bullet hole in his hat. But uh, they are a tactical team, so they came up with a strategy to get into this barricaded room. He had set up all sorts of obstacles, and he was actually hiding behind a barricade when they got into the room, so he was tough to shoot and shooting at them at the same time, but they nailed him, which is nice. Evil's dead. But, of course, what's making him, he was wearing body armor, too. What's making a lot of news, and by the way, some of this comes from a news station in Texas. It's mine, KENS Channel 5. Ken's. Ken's Channel 5. What's making news today, though, is the fact that uh, he posted some messages. Three Facebook posts before the shooting were issued by the gunman. Facebook, Meta, immediately responded these were private posts, so they weren't there for anyone to see. Um, but what, is it, what does that mean? What, 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 that means people who follow him got this on their feed? I guess. It's all, the first post is, I'm going to shoot my grandmother. Second post is, I shot my grandmother. Mm -hmm. Third post, maybe less than 15 minutes before I got to the school was, 
I'm going to shoot it in See, elementary school. Well, what they what they have at Facebook is they have artificial intelligence. And if you write something along the lines of COVID is a hoax and ivermectin will cure it, their little scanner will will flag that immediately and 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 suspend your account. Meta is saying that they were private one to one text messages that were discovered after the terrible tragedy occurred. That's their response to this. So it was the the direct message feature yeah, that, the that feature, Facebook yes. has. Right. Uh, he also disp- posted images online before the shooting. And as you probably heard, he messaged a Los Angeles area woman about his plans before he carried out the deadly attack. She was a little baffled by all this, but I do read another story that she was vaguely familiar with him but not really it's not really clear it's probably an online relationship now people people meet up online they they they, you you can go to all kinds of places uh, chat rooms and message boards and you get to know each other and he was sending a pictures like, hey, you're going to repost my gun pics? And she was tagged in was photos. Like, was like Anthony, remember Anthony Weiner suddenly was able to connect with all these teenage girls and he started sending his penis pictures. He didn't know any of these girls. He just connected with them online. Um, I mean, you can you can you can go through uh, Facebook or Twitter or any of these things and y- you can send a direct message to almost anyone in the world if they have an account on Twitter. They, uh, on uh, Facebook, for example, they, they used to let's let's say there was somebody you'd you'd lost touch with, right? And you wanted to send them a message, or you you saw a stranger's post. You, they used to charge nineteen cents. I don't know if they still do to send a direct message to them, and it, it's like a little email box. I mean, yesterday and, we were led to believe that this person—I think it's a woman—was picked randomly, but now we're hearing they may no, have some tangential relationship. No, he was probably hitting on her for some reason. She was she was getting flattered by his interest. That's usually what it is. It's just sex hormones talking to each other. Unlike the Buffalo shooter, family members are speaking out. The mother told the Daily Mail that my son is not a violent person and we did not have a toxic relationship. Although the word is that he lived with the grandparents because he had an ugly time with his mother. Because mom was who may have dabbled in drugs. Right. And I have not heard word one about dad. This is what we said yesterday. Odds are there's no dad in the house. The mother, the mother is, is a loony bin. Of course she is. She, she's a drug addict, right? She got old grandma and old grandpa trying to rein in this kid who really was probably lost when he was five years old. There was probably very little discipline, very little focus. He's weird. He didn't connect with any kids, boys or girls. He had no outlet in his life. He wasn't good at anything. It's the same guy over and over again. Apparently, the dispute with his grandmother began over a phone. She wanted him to get his own phone, and he mm. didn't like that. Where did he get the money for the yeah, guns? Yeah, to buy these and guns the and ammunition. And the armor. Thousands of dollars. Where did he get this? He worked at a Wendy's at some point. For, for, I, for what, like eight bucks an hour? I, yeah, I don't know. Was somebody, Maybe. was he selling drugs on the side? It, that, that doesn't add up. That's expensive stuff he had. You don't get that on a Wendy's salary. I, I'm really suspicious here. The grandfather's I'm, claiming we didn't know he had guns. Well, I, you know what? I don't believe them. I just don't believe them because it's now really, really embarrassing to them. It's horrifically embarrassing. They got 19 dead children. They, they've published the photos of these kids. All sweet, innocent. It's just absolutely heartbreaking. What would you say? 
You're, you're living with a grandkid. You're out to lunch. You know the kid's trouble. In fact, the, the grandfather said he rarely talked to the kid. Basically, the kid was thrown on him and his wife because drug addict uh, daughter couldn't couldn't, couldn't handle deal him. with them. Right. Right. So the grandfather had no relationship. And the grandfather's a felon himself. He wasn't supposed to be near guns. So, of course, he's going to say, I didn't know. If he says, I did know, or I bought it for him, he's going to get thrown maybe in jail for violating the terms of his uh, parole. So these people just lie. And I imagine that's perfectly understandable that they're going to lie. They don't want public responsibility for this. They don't want to be blamed. It's they an want ugly this- brew, but sadly, there are many people out there with a the situation oh like this. God. Yeah, there is. There is. I mean, look, look, look at all. They're fighting with their families. They're isolated. They're alone. Yeah. Incel men. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what the, the FBI says, like, They're set- saying, of course, that uh, this shooter was bullied at school. We always hear that, don't we? Well, and, they're, and kids like that are always going to be bullied because they're weird. Like I said before, it's almost you look at the, you look at all of us as a human organism, and he's a virus, and the rest of the organism has to surround the virus and expel it. So you surround him, you taunt him, you make him uncomfortable, and then he leaves because there's something about it. And and guess what? They're right. They're right. They all picked up on something that they were correct about. He had something wrong inside of him, and it, and they always want to blame the bullying, blame the other kids ostracizing him. The kids are ostracizing him for a reason. He makes them really uncomfortable. He's so weird and strange. He gives us such a bad vibe that that they just have a hunch. They just have a, a gut instinct that like, wow, this guy's trouble. I don't want to be a part of this. I don't like him. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. All right, coming up after the news at 5 o'clock, we'll take a closer look at the bogus story of California's drought. Again, suburban users, you living in the towns and the cities with your water agencies, 6% of the total consumption. Yet all we hear about constantly is how we have to cut back your usage to battle the lack of water. Can that be real? Edward Ring will join us, a policy analyst. He's written about... uh, a series of articles on water abundance for the California Globe, and we'll get into it with him. We can't really compact everything he's well, written about. He's a six-parter. Because if we all decided to cut our water use by 20%, that only saves about 1% overall. Well, that no. doesn't sound like it would have any real effect. I mean, they're proposing extreme water rationing. Why? It's not us. It's the farming industry. Right. But the farming industry spends a lot of money on political campaigns. I mean, it's an overwhelming amount of money. And much of their farming goes for overseas products. Yeah. So we'll get into this after the news at 5 o'clock. Here comes the animal story for Deborah Mark. Okay. Oh, you sound a little apprehensive. Well, we did an avocado story to save you from poisoning earlier. I I know. But there is a story I was actually going to email you about and i'm wondering if that's it and if it is it's very sad uh is it a sad I, I, animal story? i doubt it the what john is it a sad animal story whose yours mine yes <laughs> and it involves the trumps i'll bet yours doesn't no well as you know donald trump jr is an avowed hunter he has posed with many exotic animals over the years yeah that's really Disgusting. So uh, he went on a hunt in 2018 in Utah where he killed a bear. The reason we're mentioning the story, you're not going to like this, is that the man that organized the hunt for him is named Wade Cox Lemon. 
Lemon, 61 years old. He's been charged with wanton destruction of protected wildlife because apparently he used bait to get the bears to come, including no. oil, grain, and pastries to lure them out. And in fact, they did find some half-eaten bait near where, where the one of the bears was killed. You're not supposed to do that. No, that that is cheating, okay, first yes, of all. That's right. It takes away some of the uh, sport of it. <coughs> he sets kind of rigged a, the so game. He sets up the rich kid by baiting the bears so that... That's- so that Trump could Trump Jr. can stand there and pose with the dead bear. He also used dogs to surround the bear. Oh no, no! God. But they were illegal in the area the hunt was taking place in. Oh, that's really, really cruel. Life in prison, Deborah. Uh, beyond. <laughs> oh, talking to the death penalty then. Put huh? him in a put him in a cell with a bear. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. A hungry bear. <laughs> that's right. Use them for bait. Bait. Yeah, you know that that is. A... The end of the hunt is recorded showing the bear surrounded by a pack of hunting dogs before the client shoots and kills the animal. At, that's on that's Utah on law forbids bears luring bears to a bait station and then pursuing the animal with dogs. So that's what he's charged with. There's video of it? They took video of this? You don't think people that hunt game don't take video? Of course, they're excited to show off they their... Took vi- what, they actually go home and they show video of a bear being lured out and shot to death. Yeah, it's not enough just to show the bear carcass. Oh, God. And a picture. Wow. I hate people. I really do. Yeah. I, 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 every day, this gets worse. It really right. does. Coming up next, we'll focus on California's drought. Really? Is it water abundance or water scarcity? Coming up next. John and Ken show, and uh, Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. 
until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.